Hello, dear listeners. So this is still Two Pages with MBS, the podcast where brilliant people read the best two pages from a favorite book. But now it's got a twist because it's me reading two pages from my new book and me inviting brilliant people just to reflect on on what they're hearing. So this is all part of the lead up to How to Begin being published on January the 11th. I'm hoping you've already picked up your pre-order copy or your post-order copy, post-launch copy, whatever it is. Um, Mark Bowden, he is, we've known each other for, I'm thinking at least 15 years. It's got to be, Because yeah. I met you where you had a very young son. And if I'm not wrong, it's Lex's 16th birthday today. It's his 16th birthday today. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So that is sweet 16. It's hard to believe because I saw him as a incoherent youngster, you know, toddler screaming. Right. Um, you know, Mark and I had both arrived in Toronto. We were both strangers in a strange land. We met at a networking thing. I, I, one of us asked the other one out for a coffee afterwards and we connected. And since then we have traveled together. We have worked together. I have dined so many times with Mark and Tracy and, uh, Lex and Stella at his wonderful house. He is a bon vivant, a brilliant cook, and a wonderful host. Plus, he's written a number of different books. Um, I think probably the one that I'm I'm looking at on his screen right now is Truth and Lies, which is a, a wonderful title, which I actually helped him come up with. Yeah. Thank you, because you've helped me come up with titles for my books as well, Mark. And um, and also, you, you've got a new YouTube thing. I, I think of you as the body language mafia, but I don't think that's what you're calling yourselves. <laughs> yeah, so what we call the behavior, series? the behavior panel. There we and, go. Uh, and we've, we've had quite a, a success on YouTube, but through no fault of our own, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark is an expert in um, influence and persuasion. Um, you know, his background is as an actor and as a director um, and truly immersed in, in a deep knowledge of those arts and has brought those into the world. Um, the TEDx talk has been seen by, what, 5 million people? Some yeah, very large number. Like yeah. yeah, so it's just, anyway, Mark's, Mark's successes are impressive. His family is lovely. His friendship is really important to me. And when I was thinking of the five or six people I wanted to share this book with, Mark was right up at the top of that list. So welcome, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great. I mean, for you and me, this is just, this is like a, an evening, an evening in. It is, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a little too time. early to drink wine and, and make yeah, cocktails, yeah. but uh, you know, we can imagine that. We'll make up for it. <laughs> and part of why I love the, the chapter that Mark's, um, I'm going to read to Mark, and Mark kind of had a scan of the book and picked this one, is actually I'm sharing a model that Mark taught me. Um, so it's perfect, and I'm, I'm as I've given him credit in all the books where I talk about this, but to give him credit on the podcast as well for interest, introducing me to this idea of prizes and punishments. So without further ado, I'm just going to plunge in, and I'm going to read these two pages, and then you and I can, can have a chat about it. Fantastic. So, you know, uh, for those of you who listen to my Great Work podcast, which ran for many years, you may recognize Mark's voice because he did the, the, the intros and the outros, the kind of voiceover for that podcast. So you can feel see the pressure I'm under trying to read to Mark Bowden. It's, it's something. But here we go. This is uh, chapter five of nine. It's the middle section of the book. You know, the first section of the book is how do you find a worthy goal? How do you define it? How do you draft it? So you've got something that feels real and valid and vivid and thrilling and important and dangerous. A daunting. <laughs> um, the second section is about how do you fully commit to it? And this is what this chapter comes from. 
And chapter five is entitled Way Up the Status Quo. And the, the subheading that kicks us off is We Love the Status Quo. One of my favorite Gary Larson cartoons shows a moose slumped in a ratty armchair, watching the television, can of beer in hand, porch on display, the very acme of stuck in a rottenness. His moose wife, hair and curlers, stands with her hand over the phone's handset. It's the call of the wild, she's saying. Now, what if, like our moose friend, you chose not to answer the call? Imagine not taking on this worthy goal. Imagine that the mosquitoes, which is a reference to a previous chapter, imagine that the mosquitoes keep biting. Imagine if you let this opportunity slide past. It can feel like a sign of weakness or a betrayal somehow to bring that possibility to the surface. But answering it is absolutely essential for progress. There are very tangible reasons, prizes, for not taking on the worthy goal. We're far more committed to the status quo than we realize. Until you fully understand this commitment, promises that run deep and are often unspoken and unrecognized, it's hard to shift that allegiance. Equally, there are very tangible consequences, punishments for stepping away from the opportunity. And until you understand the cost to you and others for not taking on your worthy goal, you may never be pulled forward to commit. In weighing up the status quo, you'll balance out the prizes and punishments of not taking on your worthy goal. It's in this weighing up that your choice to follow through or not will become clear. Next subheading is called prizes, the comfort. Broadly speaking, the prize for not taking on the worthy goal is the maintenance of what you've gathered in your life so far. What that looks like is different for each of us, but the underlying themes are the same. You'll maintain comfort, status, authority, privilege, familiarity, and control. You'll protect and keep hitting vulnerabilities and insecurities. Prizes for not taking on your worthy goal might include not disrupting the way others see you or disappointing the expectations they have of you, not having to challenge your own limiting stories about yourself, not stepping out to the edge of your own experience, competence and confidence, and finding ways to let yourself off the hook or play small or keep being a victim or stay disengaged or be cynical. I've taken to calling these prizes hashtag wins not wins because while they generally do offer something in the immediate moment, they're mostly Pyrrhic victories, protecting our egos and others, playing by others' rules, staying hidden. They're certainly not about unlocking greatness by taking on the hard things. And that's it. That's a couple of pages from the book, setting it up. We, then after that, there's a little conversation about the punishments of saying no to your worthy goal. Um, but what's, what, what did you hear in that, Mark? What struck a chord? Yeah, I mean, there's lots there. I mean, number one that I think you've, you know, some of those lists you make of some of the complexity within this, I think you've kind of summed up quite nicely the horror of the complexity that happened. 
within <laughs> punishment and prizes. Yeah. Uh, because there are potentially there are a lot of prizes and there's a lot of punishments. Mm-hmm. And and so there's a lot of calculation to be to be done around right. around that. Like a lot of sums to be done. You know? Yeah. Well, where did the, I mean, uh, you gave me the language for prizes mm. and punishments. Did that, was that your invention? Did you come up with that or did you find stumble across it somewhere? How did you come across that as a way of thinking about the world? Yeah, I, I, if I remember right, I came up with, well, I didn't come up with it. I first heard it um, from some relationship therapists. Ah. Yeah, who, who were basically saying, saying look in any relationship you have and i guess here you're talking about the relationship that you might have with a goal yeah with your own ambition yeah uh, right and ambition yeah your relationship to ambition and and i think what they were saying is like you can't just think it's all upside that's ridiculous (laughs) like life doesn't work like that yeah and so and so you've got to understand if you're getting into any any relationship of any worth yeah you have to expect Yes, it's great to, to expect, look, life should be like this. There should be some super upside to this because otherwise, why would you bother? <laughs> right. Like, we get that. Yeah. But I think their experience was is that what most people missed out on was understanding the punishment mm. of it or, and living in a fantasy around how good the yeah. world should, should be. So that's where I – and, and I just – I really like the simplicity of, of, yeah. of that binary – me too. Element in a in a very complex world. You know what, what what I'm already learning from you, Mark, is I've always talked about this as every choice you make has prizes mm-hmm. and punishments. But what your language has given me is this idea of a choice is a choice to step into a relationship or not. And actually it's the relationship that has prizes and punishments. So it's not just the 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 moment itself of making the choice, but it's the ongoing <laughs> dating game that you're about to enter into and going, you know, I, I once gave Marcella uh, an anniversary card that said something like, look, thanks for 15 amazing years, three so-so years and two pretty crap years, <laughs> which right. is a kind of nice summary of what 20 years of living with somebody is, which is like, you know, it's, it's definitely mostly upside, but it's not all upside. There were some, some years were much harder than, than other years. Well, yeah, and I think when you're talking about this this goal, this this worthy goal, it would be easy. My guess is it would be so easy to read the book yeah. and have idealized that thing as a, as a a prize on the horizon, rather than a relationship with that mm. over potentially success, successive years. Right. If it's a decent goal, I assume, I assume yeah. a decent goal takes a long time. I mean, that's well, it, my it experience. Takes, it takes months, not weeks, and right. it can take you know, years, not, you know, two months. It's more likely to take closer to a year than closer to a month, I would say. Uh, right. It depends on the goal and the nature of it. How do you use the prizes and punish model in your life? I mean, I'm wondering how you weigh up stuff. Is it still something that you use or do you think about it in a different way? Yeah, absolutely. So so um, I think when I am idealizing a situation. That's good. You know, I've I've got to work out. Okay, what is the cost to this? Yeah. If I'm idealizing it and it's feeling really, really good, I've got to check out <laughs> what I, what I think the costs might be to continue with this relationship with with a thing. You know, that's really great, Mark. 
Because what you're bringing up for me is just thinking about effectively this is a counteraction to a cognitive bias we have, which is this kind of honeymoon stage of you know, if you're wired a certain way, just seeing the upside of it. Right. And I spoke to a guy yesterday just thinking about a, a move from to set up an office in a new country. And he was like super excited and his company's super excited. I'm like, mm, you should you should run some do some scenario planning about what happens if if it takes twice as long and costs twice as much as everybody's thinking, because that will be the reality of it. How right. will you manage it then? And it's kind of looking at the dark side to get a more holistic understanding of what's going on, a more nuanced way of thinking through it. Well, I know in, in relationships there are different stages and people have mm. their different, you know, categorizations. But but one of the categories categories I use is the infatuation stage mm. of a, of where you you idealize and you mirror and you inf- and you get infatuated and it's super perfect. Yeah. And then the stage after that is is the horror that you've <laughs> you're in a relationship with a complete alien and you're not mirroring anymore you do things right. which are totally different from each other right and and so now you've got to get into that prizes and punishment situation of going hang on why right. was i in this in the first place mm. and and does that outweigh the punishment at the moment right. because i was idealizing at the start that there was zero punishment ever right. for this right. prize um so it is. It is a little bit kind of that the 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 yeah, we're just weighing up those positives and negatives all yeah. the time. That's wonderful, Mark. I love talking to you about the book. Thank you. You know, your friendship matters a great deal to me, and I appreciate this conversation as well. Um, for all of those who want to find out more about your work, where can they find you in the world? Yeah, just uh, Google me, Mark Bowden, or Truth Plane. Uh, you'll find me all over the internet. Perfect, and that's Truth Plane, P L A N E. Yes, that's right. Perfect. Mark Bowden, thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. Great speaking with you. Hey, it's Michael here. Thank you for listening to one of the How to Begin episodes, part of the Two Pages with MBS podcast series. So you're either listening to it before or after January the 11th, which is the launch of the How to Begin book. How to Begin, Start Doing Something That Matters. If it's before January 11th, if you're happy and willing to make a pre-order of the book, I would certainly be grateful. The pre-ordering kind of really matters to authors. It's our chance to kind of get some notice of the book, to kind of get a bit of buzz going around it. Um, It's one of those great gifts that a reader can do is to pre-order a book for an author. You know, I wrote the book because a line came to me, which is, we unlock our greatness by working on the hard things. And when I think of my own personal growth and the difference I've made in the world and the impact I've had, it's when I've taken on something that feels thrilling and important and daunting. And I wanted to share and write about a process to to help others do that. So if you're looking to be more ambitious for yourself and for the world to kind of connect to that ambition, um, and if you're really wanting to rethink goals as a, as a liberating force, and if you just want to be the best version of yourself and do work that makes a difference, whether that's work at work or work, you know, just in life outside uh, your kind of a career, then I think this book might be for you. Um, you can find out more about the book at howtobegin.com. Um, that will give you bonuses. That will give you uh, pre-launch extras if you're listening before January the 11th. Um, and it will just give you um, additional resources if you're coming to it after January 11th. Thanks for your support. You're awesome. And you're doing great. <laughs>